When building two houses, the two builders are delivered quality wood. One builder produces a low-quality house and says, bad wood. The other, a high-quality house and says, it's all in the way it's put together. I'm going to talk about that today. That's going to be my title. Quality wood. All of us have been given a measure of wood. You have been given one life just as everyone else. It's all in the way you put it together. Some complain and say, I've been dealt a bad life. But reality is that they keep putting poor workmanship into their life and complain as though they weren't given an opportunity like everybody else. But you can change that today. Come on now. You can change that today by putting quality choices in your life. Let me tell you, this is not what mom and daddy gave me. This is not what grandma and grandpa gave me. This is something I have to find for myself. That's why the Bible says, search out your own. My mom and daddy were Pentecostal. My grandma and grandpa was Pentecostal. But that doesn't mean just because they were, that's what I am. I had to find it for myself. So you can change that today by putting quality choices in your life. That's why we're here today. That's why we have church. That's why we sing songs. That's why we try to get you to open your mind to receive revelation. Is to help you make better choices. So that you can build the house of God. For your body is the house. And your body should be given to a God where he can say, they are my temple to which I will dwell in. Are you all with me? I'm going to break some things down today. In Romans, the 12th chapter and 3rd verse, Paul says, For I say, through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of what? Of faith. In other words, what he was saying is he has dealt to all of us one life, which is a measure of faith. We all start at the same point with the same opportunities. Today is a day you will be given quality wood. But the real question is, what are you going to do with it? You can sit and say, I was given bad quality wood. But anytime you live your life in the Word of God, it's always quality wood. It just depends on how you put it together. I'm talking to somebody already. It depends on how you put it together as to whether or not it's going to be a quality life. A life worth living the future for. A life that you can put your marriage on. A life that you can raise your kids in. A, marriage, or a, a life that you can actually say that, Lord, I am in a relationship with you. 
Today is the day. Today is the day. Today is the day. I'm going to challenge all of you today. I don't care if you've been in the church 50 years or if you the first time here. All of us have got to the, come, the conclusion that when God gives us something, we better build. Not only with what he gives us, but with the workmanship of the right choices. Yeah. We're not here to condemn people. We're not here to judge people. We're not here to condemn the people that have made wrong decisions, but rather to help them make not right decisions, but biblical decisions. Come on, somebody help me now. Amen. We're not here to convince you of a religion. We're not here to, uh, to try to create a culture and say, because we're Pentecostal, you, you can be saved if you become part of our group. No, we're not saying that. What we're saying is that we want you to become part of the Word of God so that you can find what you need for you and live for what God has intended for you to have. Amen. I'm not trying to propose to you that Pentecost is the answer. I'm trying to propose to you that the Word is the answer. Because if you just get stuck on a name, you'll never find the true name. And that is Jesus Christ, who is the only name above all names. Amen. So he goes on to say, for as we have many members in, everybody say one body. Everybody say one body. And all members have not the same office. The rooms are going to look a little different. The living room's not going to look like the bedroom. The bedroom's not going to look like the kitchen. The kitchen's not going to look like the family room. The family room's not going to look like the bathroom. He says they're different. But they're all built on one foundation. Come on now, help me now. For as we have many members, there's only one foundation, one body, and all members have not the same office. So we, being many, are one body in Christ, and everyone a member of one another. The bathroom isn't outside in the outhouse. It's on the same foundation as the bedroom. Oh, I'm talking to someone. You may not know what your purpose is, but let me just tell you, if you build in the right foundation, you will find yourself being blessed by the foundation of the power of Jesus Christ. So we being many are one body in Christ and every one member of another. Now get this. Listen to me very carefully. We all have one life to be put into one body to serve one Lord because there is only one way to be set on a foundation of one truth. About half of you got that. Let me say it again. We have one life to be put into one body to serve one Lord because there is only one way to be set on a foundation of one truth. There is one Lord. 
one faith and one baptism. Why? Because there's only one foundation. There's only one foundation. There are many different parts to the body of the house of Christ. There are hands, there are feet, there are toes, there are fingers, there are ears, there are eyes, there are mouths. But the house is built upon one foundation and that is Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, the focus is not a denomination. It's not a religious party. It's not a political uh, uh, entity. But what we are is a people that understand the value of building on nothing less and nothing more than being built upon Jesus Christ. Because the church can't save you. Mama and daddy can't save you. Your religion can't save you. Your denominations can't save you. But Jesus can't. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost coming in this house. Jesus is the Savior of this world. And if we ever get to the place where we build on Him, there's not a devil out of hell going to destroy the body of Christ. Mm. First Corinthians 3.11, Paul begins to break it down and he says, For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid which is Christ Jesus. Now if any man build upon this foundation gold, build on the foundation of silver, build on the foundation of precious stones, build on the foundation of wood, hay, or stubble, they're building on the right foundation with the wrong material. Oh, I got to talk about that for a while because a lot of you have been coming to church for a long time. But you're bringing your own stuff. You're bringing your gold and think that's going to save you. You bring your silver and believe that's going to give you your answer. You got precious stones, wood, you got hay, you got stubble, and you say, Well, Lord, you ought to be happy with what I give you. He says, Now, if any man build upon the foundation of gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or stubble, he says, Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it. Because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. When the fire comes, the real question is, are you making your house out of your stuff? Or are you building it out of the Word of God? I didn't say today was going to be easy, but I'm going to say it's going to be right because I believe what is right is for us to bring our life, lay it down and say, Lord, I don't have anything but what you will give me in this place today. See, because eventually your life will reflect the quality of the choices that you make. So let me say again. When building two houses, 
the two builders are delivered quality wood. One builder produces low quality. A low quality house and says, ah, I was just given bad wood. God couldn't touch me today because he didn't give me anything good. But if you quit looking for the church where only God can give you, you will never get bad wood. He's going to give you good wood. It just depends on how you put it together. One builder produces a low-quality house and says it's bad wood, where the other high-quality house and says it's all in the way you put it together. Don't complain that your life is poor quality. When you're always cutting corners and giving poor choices to what you have been building your life on. I, I, I'm telling you, and I'm just kind of a straight shooter. But I get tired of people coming to me saying, well, Pastor the Lord just doesn't want to bless me anymore. But you're always cutting corners. You're not faithful like you should be. Come on now, I'm going to get a little pastoral. You say, well, I don't believe in tithing. I don't believe that, that we have to assemble it together, but the Bible says, uh, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. Then, then some that are being abusive in the home think it's all right to come to church and act like you're saved. Your kids don't have an example because instead of them having an adult, you become a child and fight with them instead of discipline them. Oh, my, 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 my. I can go on and on and on. But today you have been given a measure of faith. Just as all of us have been given. Now do something with what is happening here today. Don't just push it off and say, Oh, that preacher preached another message. He, he told us, but man, it was good, but did you do something with it? Greatest compliment you can give a preacher is when you walk out the door, not that you give him the accolades and you pat him on the back, but the greatest compliment you can give a preacher is when he preaches truth, when you walk out the door and you start living that truth and you come back the next service and you say, Pastor, God has done some great things in my life. I got a, I got a testimony. Now, now, that's a compliment. I don't need no pat on the back and I don't need people saying, wow, that was a great message. What I really would love to see is some of you walk out the door and come back and say, God has delivered me. I once was bound, but now I'm set free. I used to have anxiety that God healed me. I, I had a troubled marriage, but he put it back together. I had a bad temper, and I was abusive, but God, but God, but God, but God showed up in my life, and I want to tell you, Pastor, it's working. This thing is really working. It's helping me to understand Understand me. Mm. <laughs> oh, I got so much more. We're giving, and we are given the opportunity to build a life in Christ. I guess my suggestion to you is don't cut corners. Is stating in Matthew 7, 21, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. 
He is simply stating that there is a vast difference between those that just look like the house that is built on the Word to those who have genuinely built upon the rock of Christ Jesus. They look like every other Christian. Now I'm going to go digging. Because the real question is what's inside of you. You can dress up, come to church on Sunday. They say, we look like those people. We're conservative. Some things we don't do. But I'm going to tell you, 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 you can have a full-looking house that looks on the outside of the appearance of everything that is right. But the moment you go in, it's full of dead man's bones. It looks alive on the outside. See, I don't know all of you, so I don't know what you're going through. So I can't, even if I wanted to, fix you. But you got to come to the place where you say, okay, I've been working with my own wood for so long, I think I'm going to give God a chance to use his wood. But when I do use his wood, I'm not going to cut corners with it. So I'll say, 22nd verse, Jesus speaking to him said, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? Oh, you look good. And in thy name cast out devils? Yeah, you look like the part. And in thy name d- done many wonderful works? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. You was around the people that did it. You didn't do anything, but you was around them anyway. And then will I profess unto them? He says, I never knew you. Why? Why? Because you abused the wood I gave you. You didn't use it for what I gave it to you for. Because what you did is you wanted to build bigger and better on a foundation. And so you bring your stuff and mix it with his stuff. Because you're not quite happy with what God gave you. I know why I'm hitting a nerve today because it gets quiet. I can hear your mind speaking. I can hear your thoughts right now. Ow, ow, ouch, that hurt. Oh, some of you are holding your foot right now. Many will say. Brother Wilson and I were talking about the final walkthrough. Final walkthrough, final walkthrough. That is when they come, they have you come to your house and look at everything the final time. Brother Wilson said he, he had done a walkthrough where when they walked in, he, the first thing he saw was the cabinets were all messed up. And, and when the structure was being built, we we went over there and looked at it, and the the the, the framework was. It looked like a ten-year-old kid was on the job. didn't didn't have any experience. I mean, it was it was it was bad. So in this passage, when he says, "And then will I profess unto you, I I never knew you. Depart from me, 
ye that work iniquity. Jesus is saying, I I'm the one that's going to do the final walkthrough. And I'm going to look at everything. Does the plumbing work? Does the driveway have a crack in it? Is the foundation what you have created and what you've built on? He says, no, that's, that's wood, stubble, silver, gold. That's all the things that you have created for yourself. And he says, I'm going to do the final walkthrough. I'm going to be the one, not the church. I'm going to be the one, not the preacher. I'm going to be the one. Not what you're used to as, as far as, as religion is concerned. I, I'm the one. Jesus is the one. I don't change for people. I change for Jesus. The decisions I make are not because of what my mom and dad made for me. My decisions are based on what I know to be true, to be right. I, I, I've said to my kids, and I've raised them this way, son, it doesn't matter, daughters, it doesn't matter to my twins. It doesn't matter. If, if it's right, it's right. And you might lose friends. You might have family that don't want to have anything to do with you, but just do right. Because when it's all said and done, lay your head down on your pillow without a bitter spirit and just say, God, I know what I'm doing is right. I may lose friends over it. I may lose family over it. I might even have a church that rejects me because of it. But I just want to do what is right. Because when you gave me this major of wood, I want to make sure that I don't put poor craftsmanship into it. And build my life into something that when you do your final walkthrough, you don't look at it and say, that don't fit there. And I didn't give you a blueprint on that. And, and you, you, you just did it your own way. You put your own color of tile in there. And you painted the colors you wanted. But the Lord said, no, your body is the temple of God. Build it according to his plan. Build it according to the blueprints that he gave you. That's why, that's why, that's why we are here. It's because we want to make sure you get the right floor plan to his foundation. There's one, I'm going to talk to you for a minute now. I'm not going to hold you much longer, but Jesus continues after he says, he says, depart me from me, you workers of iniquity. I know you not. Then he starts to unpack this. Jesus continues to speak of two houses, one on one, one on the only one foundation, and that is the rock, the rock of all ages, the chief cornerstone, the rock. He then goes on to talk about the other, not the one, the other, not the one, one foundation. Oh, no, he talks about the other. I've got another foundation on another foundation. So he spoke about the other on another foundation. One on one truth and another on another truth. He then goes on in the 24th verse. I'm going to read it because I want you to see that I'm not just pulling rabbits out of my hat. Okay? Everybody say, okay. I want you to see it. 
So right here, it says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings, ye workers of iniquity, I know you not, hear these sayings of mine. Therefore, whosoever hears what I just said, and doeth them, I will like unto him as a wise man, which build his house upon the what? One foundation. And the rain descended, and the problems and the floods came, and the wind blew against and beat upon the house, and it fell not. Why? For it was founded. It was established. It was rooted into the tree of life. It says, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to believe anything. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to build my life on any such thing other than upon a rock. And that rock is the rock of all ages who is Jesus Christ. But then he says, and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not. Let's talk about another. Not the one on the one rock, but the other. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon what he built it on. Building their life on their own foundation. Build it on the sand, and when the rains descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon the house, and it fell. Get it? It fell. The interesting part about this passage is not just that the house fell, but it says, Great was the fall of it. Great was the fall of it. It didn't just fall. It was completely demolished. And the only two differences of the two houses was what they built their house on. On my stuff or his foundation. Now get this. You can have all the right material but in the wrong, with the wrong mindset. You can have all the right material. God gives you good wood. But if you have the wrong mindset, none of that's going to do you a bit of good. Because you don't know how to frame this thing up. You don't know how to put the tile on the roof. You don't know how to put the bathroom where the bathrooms belong. You just have wood and say, what am I going to do with this? Well, that's what I'm talking about. That you need to have a revelation and not just an understanding. You can drive by a house and understand. I know there's a lot of work going that. But yes. But now you've got to get more involved in your life. It says, but I need to know more than just there's a lot of work goes into this. I need to know what nails to use. I need to know what wood to use in my And I'm using this metaphorically. Hopefully none of you are going to walk away from here and try to build a house based on what I'm talking about. Because I'm, I'm trying to give you this metaphorically that you've got to know how to take the material with the right mindset. Because all the wrong material, uh, all the right material, but in the wrong mindset, you can have also all the wrong material, but have the right mindset. You can come to the house of God today and say, God, I don't have anything to offer you. Now I'm talking to two people right now. I'm talking about the church that has all the right material, but the wrong mindset. But at the same time, I'm talking about every visitor who walked in that door 
has all the wrong material, but with the right mindset. Why is that? You have been building your life with junk wood, but today we are here to give you a revelation so you can have the right wood to build your future. Jesus is saying, it's not over. I'm going to do the last walkthrough, but when I do, I want to see you building your life upon the rock of ages. Hallelujah. Amen. We got people in the church who have the right material. But have the wrong mindset. Then we have newcomers that come in the church. Their lives are all messed up. Some of you have been in prison. Some of you have been walking the streets. Some of you have been drug addicts as well as dealers. All the wrong material. You come to the house of God and you say, God, I don't know what I can give you. Well, I'll tell you what you can give him. You get up on the altar yourself. And try, trying to give him your stuff. But get on the altar yourself. You might just find that Jesus will show up with quality wood. And the only difference between these two houses was what they built their house on. One built on sand and one built on the foundation. To which now, Pastor Bibb is trying to convince you that you have no hope in building with your own material. But you must build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. Look at Mark 7, chapter 18, verse. He said, and he said unto them, are you so without understanding also? Do you perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth to a man and cannot defile him? He's saying the things outside of you cannot defile you. Because it entereth not into his heart. So he's saying that you might have things in your life that come to you. But make sure that those things never get into your heart. And he saith unto them, are ye so without understanding also? Do you not perceive that whatsoever thing from without entereth into the, into the man, it cannot defile you? There are some things that we have to understand is going to come inside of us. We're in this world, but we're not of this world. There are things that you're going to brush up against and, and at work. and you, Like, for example, we pay our taxes. Well, some of you do. We pay our taxes. But what is that tax money going to? Some of us would be appalled if we knew what they spend your money on. But he says, be careful. Because if you're not careful, you'll let that get to your heart. Even though it's in you, you're a part of it. You're, 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 but it's not what will defile you. Because it entereth not into his heart, but into the belly. And it goeth out into a drought, purging all meats. And he said, that which cometh out of a man, that's what defileth the man. 
In other words, he's saying, whatever you're building your life out of, the things that you eat that are spiritual, the things that have been given to you that are spiritual, but you abuse the quality wood that he has given you. He says, that's what defiles a man. Coming to church time in, time out, day after day. But he's saying, you guys are worried about food. And he's saying, I'm worried more about your heart. You're worried about politics, but he says, I'm worried more about your heart. You're worried more about how you're going to pay the bills. And he says, I'm worried about what's in your heart. Are you falling in love with the things that you build your life on? Or are you willing to say, Lord, I don't understand all this that's going on, but I don't want to be defiled by it because I know that out of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Out of the abundance of the heart. You can eat the right food. Listen to me very carefully. You can eat the right food, which is the Word of God. Go to the right church. Live the right life. Pray the right prayers. But your heart not be right. Because it's all the wrong material in the right place. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to sing. Why don't we get a piano player up here? And you know me. It'll, it'll slow me down. Files, man. It's what's in his heart. It's, what's, it's coming out in his life. It's, it's what he has built his life on. It's, it's not because you, 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 you have digested the things of society. It's just because if, as long as you don't fall in love with it, you're going to have to mix with the world to some degree. But the world doesn't have to be in the, in the heart. You don't have to fall in love with it. You, you're going you're to be involved in things. You're going to be working for companies that may not have the right agenda. But, but don't, don't let that bother you. Don't let it get into what you love. Oh, yeah, we, we love this. In fact, you know, someone, uh, someone uh, said, are you going to go to Starbucks? You know that it, what they stand for. Man, I'm only drinking their coffee. And I'm not going to drink that coffee just because, oh, I love it, and I'm going to sacrifice Jesus in doing it. I'm not going to build my life on their agenda. But there's one thing I do know. He says, it's not what goes in. But it's what you fall in love with because that's what comes out of your life. And you begin to exercise and live and become an example of the things of the world that the Lord is saying, no, 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 that's not my wood. That's not quality. Until we bring into the table things that we shouldn't be bringing to the table. All the wrong material, but in the right place, listen to me, is what comes out of the heart. All the right material, but built in the wrong place, also can be what comes out of the heart. You and I need quality wood being built upon the right and the only one foundation who is Christ Jesus come on praise team come on up here so I told you my landing gear was come down and I'm doing a short the runway's real small uh, brother Nate I gotta shut her down quick you need the quality wood 
being built upon the foundation of Jesus Christ. But let me just talk about this for a few moments because you can come to this church and believe that it's like every other church. Most of you know that it's not because we're a little bit unusual. We're all a little wild and crazy. Radical. And some of you come from a messed up past. Yeah. But today, I've set out the word. Here's the wood. I've set out the word. Here's the wood. The wood, the word, has been set out. It's quality. The question is, when you take from this pile that I preached, are you going to just take it home and use it only if it's convenient? Or you can take from what has happened in this place and the word that has been preached in this house and take it and say, okay, I'm going to build right now, right here, with quality wood. Because it doesn't matter how much quality is here. If you take it for only your own benefit to build what you want to build, the craftsmanship will be low quality. All of this is not going to do any good until you start applying it to your own personal heart and your own personal life. Somebody asked me, are you Pentecostal? Well, you know, we, we got the name out here. So I guess... We claim to be, but I said to the person, what is your definition of Pentecostal? They started defining what they believed Pentecostal was, and, and they were even talking about different organizations that call themselves Pentecostal, and they was asking me, are you Pentecostal? And after they defined it, I said, no, I guess I'm not. Because that's not the Pentecostal I understand the Bible to be. So I said, if you're asking me if we're Pentecostal, then you're going to have to look at what Pentecostal actually means in the Bible and where it's referenced. Because you can't just take the wood and put it anywhere you want. You don't build on sheetrock. You build on studs and, and wood. Sheetrock is a covering. You, you, you create covering but, but, but have no structure to hold up. On the foundation, the things that need to be weight-bearing, weight-bearing, weight-bearing. I said, no, I, I said, you can put anything on your door. That don't mean that's what you are. You can say anything you want, but that doesn't mean it's truly the revelation of Christ in your life.
You're saying, do you want? Why am I saying this? Because I, I have a lot of people that, that, that have, have gone to different churches and, and said to me, Pastor, I, I, I don't get it. Why, why is there so many variations of what they believe? And I'm going to say it again. And Brother Hawks, you've taught this in, in some of your classes when we taught our first step class. And that is that there is only one church because there's only one body, one truth, one Christ. So there can only be one faith. They said, so, so, so how, how do I know what church to go to? How do I know uh, uh, how to make that decision? I said, because there's only one church, and that, come, that church comes out of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Only one church out of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. There's not multiple churches. What is the church? It's not anything other than a Pentecostal experience. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I want you to go to Acts 2. And start reading about the Acts of the Apostles. Because after the death, burial, and resurrection, he told Peter, Peter, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And you shall unlock the revelation of how to use the wood that I give them. They will learn what it is through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if they will repent of their sins. Get rid of all the bad wood. Repent of their sins. Get rid of all their own agendas. Repent. Get rid of all of the things in their life that they cannot get rid of other than through the death of Jesus Christ. He said, take that, that wood, that, that life, the, that junk that you have always been living and trying to build your life on. If you'll take it to the altar and say, Lord, I want to put this on the cross with you. One church, because there's only one resurrection. And that church is not the name Pentecost. The church is the experience of Pentecost. Pentecost. On the day of Pentecost, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the house where they were sitting. And they all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Here we are in an upper room being given a pallet of wood. And they said, now let's start building. He told us to tarry here. He told us to wait here. He told us that this is going to be a day that the acts of the apostles will come. No longer will we be disciples, but we will be apostles. Not sitting at the feet of Jesus. But then we shall walk in his shoes. Not sit at the Mount of Olives. Not just hear his words. But now his words shall be in me. It's in my heart. It's not just me hearing Jesus say that we need to do this and we need to do that. I can hear it. I can hear it. I can hear it. But he said, no, on the resurrection, you repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now he said, no, 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 no. It's not just the word that I hear Jesus speak, but the word now is in me. Oh, I get excited about talking. And some of you hear this all the time with your pastor, but I don't think getting, it gets old talking about Acts 2. Repent, repent, repent. Take that old wood, repent. 
Put it on the altar. Repent. Take your old life. Repent. Put it on the altar. Repent. Take that anxiety. Repent. Put it on the altar. Repent. Take all of the frustrations of the politics in your life and put it on the altar. Repent. Take your bad attitude. Repent. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Take your drugs and all the things that you're addicted to. Repent. Come on. Hear me now. Amen. You've been abusive in your marriage. Repent. Take it to the altar. Get rid of the wood that you've been building your life with and say, Lord, I want to take from the pile that you have given me. In conclusion, as we stand, repent, repent, repent. Repent. Well, I'm talking to you today. Some people know how to say they're sorry, but they don't know how to bury, bury, bury their wrong. I'm telling you, when you get to the place where you bury it, it's going to be hard to go pick it back up because it's already in the grave. Jesus says, let what you've built your life on, let the wood that you have tried to build your life with, put it, put it, put it on all. But then he says, bury it. In other words, when you put it on the cross, let it be buried. How? In Jesus' name. What is that? Baptism is not a sprinkling. When a body is buried, we don't just walk around, sprinkle, sprinkle, okay. No, what we do is we baptize them unto the water. Because now they are not just dead at the cross. The old man, the old woman, I got to be careful how I say that, but the old nature being put on that cross has to be buried. Come on, has to be buried. That's why we baptize in the name of Jesus. I'm talking about good wood now. now. I'm talking about making sure you build upon the foundation, the one foundation, who is Jesus Christ, the chief God. Good wood on the foundation, which is Christ. And he says, be baptized, be baptized, be baptized. That's why we baptize in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? Because Peter says, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby whereby we must be saved amen you go to the cross because Jesus is on the cross you go to the burial because Jesus was the one that was buried and also three days later when he rose from the dead he says now you get to fill be filled with my spirit that's why Acts never gets old because right after that here they are, shouting and dancing. Acts 2, after it happened in the upper room, they stepped outside of the room. 120 began to affect another 120. And 120 after that, and 100 after that, and 50 after that, until all these people were wondering, what in the world is going on? Are these people drunk? No, they're not drunk. They're just radical. They're just, you know, they just love their God. What's going on with these people? Why are they acting the way they're acting? I'll tell you why. Because they 
was experiencing the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. They were waiting on this day. And as they began to dance in the Spirit, the Bible says the Holy Ghost was on them. And 3,000 people were added in one day to the church. And every one of them was baptized in Jesus' name later. And every one of them received the gift of the Holy Ghost. So I guess really my message today is to challenge you to change your life. Whatever you've been built on, make sure it's on the foundation of Jesus Christ. The second thing is make sure that when you get the wood and you pick it up today, that you put it where it belongs. Some of you are hearing me today and saying, well, it's too hard to live for God. Well, you're too worried about what you've got to give up. And you don't want to put the wood in the right place because you're so worried about, well, it's not what I want to do. And, and the Lord is requiring sacrifice for me. But I'm going to tell you, it might be a sacrifice. But go across the room and put the wood where it belongs and build this house. The challenge of my assignment today is for all of you. Get ready, guys. My assignment today is to challenge you to step out from where you are and be willing to take all of the things that you've been trying to build your life without Christ and bury it, burn it, get rid of it. Lay it down. Put it on the altar. Say, here it is, Lord. I'm giving it to you. Forgive me, Lord. I need, I need not only quality wood. I've been going to church a long time. Quality wood has been offered to me so many times. But now what I want is to build it on you. Come on, come on, come on. Some of you need to be down here today. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I life on the foundation take the word and the wood and begin to build according to God's blueprint oh what an opportunity what an opportunity here I am Lord here I am Lord